0: Hey, everybody. James Arnold Taylor here. Before the show starts, I just wanted to say to all the folks that uh, listen with their kids, in the middle of this episode, I talk about a couple of things that are a little more adult. I don't, I certainly don't, you know, it's, it's not adult content, obviously, but I just wanted to give you all a heads up that I may talk about some things that are a little more serious. So, be that as it may, take that information for what you will, and please enjoy this episode
1: of the James Arnold Taylor Podcast. Hello, 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 hello. Hello? Hello, 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 hello. Hello, 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 hello. I'm saying hello. Test, 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 one, two. Hello, hello, hello. All right. Hank, what are you doing? I'm getting ready to do my own podcast. You Oh, so you're going to do your own podcast now? Yeah, I've been watching. You know, I've seen you do the podcast long enough. Now I feel like i got to hang on this whole thing. I can figure out how to do my own podcast, you know.
0: <laughs> well, you know, for one... Uh, I would think, I would hope you would know how to do a podcast. Since you're an engineer, an audio engineer, you should know how to do all of this stuff.
1: Yeah, well, I've been watching you, so I know what what you do. Yeah, but you shouldn't have to watch me
0: to learn what to do because you're already qualified for this. What do you mean? Never mind. So what what is your podcast about?
1: It's called Talking to Hank.
0: Talking to Hank. Okay. Like talking to myself or talking to Hank? Are you going to have characters and stuff on the show then?
1: Yeah, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have my own, uh, my own characters. I'm uh, going to have uh, this... Um, the show's going to be about me as a audio professional engineer. Which is what I was just saying you were.
0: What? Nothing. Go ahead.
1: And, uh, and then the people I got to deal with. What do you mean the people you got to deal with? Well, you know, the uh, talent. What are you making, air quotes? Yeah, when I say talent, that's to imply that you're, I, I use that talent loosely. So you're And you're pointing at me when you say that.
0: So you've like air-quoted and then point to me. You do like a little air-quotey pointy thing at me.
1: So you're implying I'm the quote-unquote talent? Yeah, quote-unquote talent. Quote-unquote. 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 what I say? Quote-unquote? Yeah, quote-unquote talent. Okay, anyway, so, okay, so
0: this is like a parody show, and you have like a like a talent that's some uh, big-headed voiceover actor that comes in and does voices then, is that it?
1: Yeah, I guess, I don't know, that sounds, I mean, that sounds good. Okay, so what is what does he sound like? Oh yeah, okay, so I've been doing, I, I'm working on the voices. Okay, you're working on, vo-
0: okay, I want to hear, I want to hear your voices. So what's the voice of the talent, what's, what's, first off, what's the talent's name?
1: His name is James.
0: Okay, you're not pulling any punches. You're just going straight for for uh, the heart here, huh?
1: Yeah, yeah, straight to the heart. Straight for the heart. Whatever. All right, what does James the uh, quote-unquote or quote-unquote talent uh, sound like? Okay, I go, hey, uh, hello, 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 James, I test your microphone, it's working good. And then James goes on and he says, Hey, did look at the microphone. Hey, what are you doing the and low hello low on the microphone? <laughs> that's your other voice on the show? Yeah, that's one that's one of them. And then I got a I got announcer guy. Oh, an announcer guy? What do you call him? Announcer guy. Okay. Okay. And what's he sound like? I go, hey, okay. Okay, I go, Hey, Mr. Announcer Guy. Wow, you're so original. And then he comes in and he goes, Yes, hey? hey. <laughs> And I say, hey, yeah, you want to do the introduction to the show? And he says, why, why certainly, certainly, Hank, it'll be pleasure. my pleasure. <laughs> 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 okay, you got a lot of reverb on his voice. Okay, and then what happens? <laughs> he says, this is this the is Hank, Hank talking, talking to myself, to myself show. show. Well, now it's
0: called talking to myself. Wait a second, you can't call it talking to myself. You said it was called talking to Hank.
1: What did I say? You said talking to myself. Okay, whatever. they talking to Hank's self. I'm oh, talking to Hank So That's better. Okay, sure. Fine. Whatever. Here he is. Here is. Hank. Hank. Okay. And then you come on and what do you say? And then I come on and I say, hello, 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 hello. That's it? Well, that's him I'm talking to Hank. I say hello, then Hank says hello, and then I say hello, and then Hank says hello, and then I say... Yeah, okay, I get, I kind of get the point. So that's why the extra
0: hello, the first hello is you, and then the other hello is Hank, and then the other is you, and then the other is Hank, and then you're talking back and forth between you and Hank, but you're both Hank.
1: Yeah, you totally get it, right? It's good. Yeah, that's great. So I'm going to call my agent. I'm going to call my agent Franklin now. You're calling your agent Franklin? Yeah, well, it's Franklin. Oh, so your agent is my agent. Yeah, I'm going to give him a call and then see what he says for the show. But I might get his son, uh, Brian, first.
0: Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, you might get Brian. Okay, this should be good. Here, let me let me dial
1: the phone for you because you have no idea how to use it. Okay, yeah, good. Let me dial Franklin for you. All right. And then Franklin comes on the phone. Or uh, maybe Brian. Okay, well, make up your mind. Okay, okay. And the phone rings. And it picks up. Yeah, they can hear that. Okay. And then Brian, and then Brian comes on. Mm, mm, my Hello? Hello, Brian? Hello? Hello, Brian? Hello? Hello, Brian? Okay, I think people kind of get the point. M- move it along. Okay, oh, yeah, yeah. Hey, Brian, I want to talk to Franklin. You're not
0: Obi-Wan Kenobi. Well, that doesn't even make sense. I mean, you're Hank. Why would he talk about Obi-Wan Kenobi? I'm Obi-Wan Kenobi.
1: Not according to Brian.
0: Okay, yeah, but... All right, okay, so then does Franklin come on the line then?
1: Yeah, hang on, I gotta tell him. Uh, yeah, hey, 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 yeah, oh, wait, I'm on the wrong one. Hang on, no, hang on. Uh, hey. Hey, 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 Brian. Hello? Tell, tell your dad, Franklin, to get on the phone. Yeah, okay, you Dad, what? Dad, what? Dad, it's Obi Nobi on the phobie. Okay. Hello, darling. How are you?
0: That you know that's that's not a terrible Franklin. That's pretty close. Yeah, yeah, and then I say,
1: Hey Franklin, you gotta get me some work. And then he says he said, okay, and then he's hang on, I gotta get the okay. And he said he says, Oh darling, get a monkey. And then,
0: uh, and then I'm gonna toot. All right, I you know Hank, I I think you might have something here on this.
1: Sh- hang on, let me hang up the phone. All right, bye bye, Franklin. Go bye bye. Uh, hello,
0: Nobi. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Well, uh, that's a that's an interesting. Interesting concept for a show. Uh, and do you have, like, the intern? Do you have, like, a Billy the intern on the show, too?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. so I, I get the, let me, uh, hey, Billy, come in here.
0: Yes, sir, Mr. Hank, yes, sir, Mr. Hank, sir.
1: Well, I, that's actually a good Billy. Oh, that is Billy. Well, that is Billy.
0: So, Billy, Billy, what are you doing? So, Billy, you're going to be on the show with Hank? Well, I figured I could learn. I could always learn to, from different people in different shows. And if, if Mr. Hank is going to have a show now, then I might as well be the intern for his show as well. Okay, all right. He doesn't really have a show. What do you mean? I mean, it's not going to happen, Hank. Why not? Well, first off, you don't know how to use any of the equipment. Yeah. All your voices sound the same.
1: Well, I beg to differ with that.
0: What are you doing air quotes for with that now? What What? you, what? And, and, and third, this is my studio, not yours. And so I, there's really no time for you to come in and do it. So maybe you need to get, like, your own equipment and, and all of that and, and then record your own show, and then you can put it out there and we'll see. Okay. That's the way the competition's going to crumble. Well, first off, I'm not your competition. Second, that's not the saying. Third, there's no crumbling.
1: All right. Come on, Billy, let's go plan the show. Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Mr. Hank, sir. Just, yeah, and actually, you should call me sir. Yes, sir, sir. No, not, not sir twice, just Hank, sir.
0: Sir Hank a lot.
1: I don't know what that means.
0: Okay, all right, gang, can both of you, get out of here. <laughs> oh my goodness! Hey, everybody, welcome to the uh, James Arnold Taylor podcast. Wow, this is uh, this is the fun we have when you uh, have a, a, a podcast out of your house and your engineer and your intern and all these people uh, just kind of have run of everything. The show is called Talking to Myself because it is me talking to myself. If you're new to the show, welcome. I hope hope you're new. I hope there's some new folks. The show has been on for a few months now, and people have been enjoying it quite a bit, and I hope that some of you uh, would explore. I'm curious about this. When people discover the show for the first time, do they go back to the beginning and listen from show one, or do they just kind of join in from where it's at? That's what I'm curious about. So if you're new... Uh, and you're listening on YouTube, let me know in a comment on YouTube. If you're listening on the um, Apple iTunes or whatever, send me a tweet. You can you can tweet me at JATACTOR, at J-A-T-ACTOR, on Twitter. But also on Twitter, we have our own Twitter handle for the show, Talking to Myself, the James Arnold Taylor Podcast, the JATCAST, and it is at the JATCAST, T-H-E-J-A-T-C-A-S-T, the JATCAST. So go ahead and shoot me a message if you're new to the show and you found me and you're on Twitter and all of that. Say, hey, I love it. I hate it. Uh, Whatever. I don't know. Uh, And if you're that one person that gives me the thumbs down, send me a message. I'd like to to know why you keep giving me that thumbs down. All right. That's all the attention I'm going to give you. I guess, you know, we should, I would I talked about before, Franklin was going to try to track down the number of that thumbs down person and see if you're going to continue to give me thumbs downs. I may just have to create a character uh, that is the thumbs down person that I talk to on the phone and harass or they harass me. I don't know. Anyways, that's the way the show works. I don't hide it. I do all the voices. But hopefully you love all these characters individually away from me. And think of them as real as much as I do. Because uh, Hank is a real guy to me. <laughs> just, I don't know what Hank is going to say. So when I start the show, like this episode, I didn't know what I was going to do. I just start with Hank. And then I just let it go. I see where Hank is going to take me. And then I just talk to Hank. So when I become Hank... I just say what Hank would say. When I'm me, I say what I would say. When I'm Billy, I would say when I'm Mr. Announcer Guy. Ooh, by the way, who, you know, we've already done the welcome to the show, but we need Mr. Announcer Guy to come in and do uh, the announcements for the show. Oh, Mr. Announcer Guy. Oh, yes, James. How are you? I'm doing well, James. You're always doing well. It, you know, I mean, and I'm happy about that, but it would be really weird if one day I said, how are you? And you said, I'm not so good, James. What do you think? That
2: was my, my impression of you, by the way. That's pretty good, James. Yes. No, I'm happy, happy all the time. So, what's the key to your happiness? Well, I figure life's too short to not be happy. Plus, I have this amazing, silky, smooth voice to do all this announcing with. Yeah. Yeah, it's silky, smooth. All right. Well, do you want to uh, introduce the show? It would be my pleasure. Ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages, it's the Cast Talking to myself, starring James Arnold Taylor. The voice of Obi-Wan Kenobi, Ratchet from Ratchet & Clank, t from Final Fantasy X, Johnny Test, Fred Flintstone, The Flash, and so much more. Now, here he is, ready to talk to himself, James Arnold
1: Taylor!
0: That was awesome, and that was fun, right? Yeah, man. See, that's also why you're happy. You're always, you just have fun. You, you just don't care.
2: Life's a party, baby. You got to enjoy it. All right,
0: all right, Mr. Announcer Guy. You go have fun having a party there. I'm going to do my show. And if I need you, I'll holler for you or any of your brothers.
2: Yes, you can tell everybody about all the other brothers I have that are announcer guys. So you have a whole family. All of your family members are announcer people. Yes, that's correct, James. So you have your brother, Charlton. Let's bring them all in.
0: Hey, announcer guy, brothers, come on in. So we have, we have Charlton. Charlton, say hello to everybody. Charlton is the uh, folksy, friendly announcer guy voice that you might hear on commercials and things. Hello, James. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you, Charlton?
1: I'm doing folksy
0: and friendly. Okay. And then uh, your uh, other brother. Now, Charlton is your older brother, Mr. Announcer Guy. That's right. And then your younger brother is George. And George is the feel-good, uh, family-friendly, romantic comedy voice announcer guy. Hi, George.
2: Hey there, James. How are you? It's
0: great to be here on the James Arnold Taylor Podcast. Well, thank you, George. Now, George, do you know who I named you after? I sure do. I named you after my friend, fellow voice actor, George DelaHoyo. And George does all of that family-friendly stuff. You'd hear him on Fox. you hear him on Disney Channel. you hear him on uh, movie trailers. And, and he sounds like you, George.
2: That's right. He's got a great voice for pretty much anything that's fun.
0: That's right. I love George Deloyal. And um, so that's my little tribute. That's why I named him after you, you after him. You after him. Yeah, that's right. And then we have the latest brother of you, Mr. Announcer Guy, that we learned about a couple episodes back. And that is Jake. Now, is Jake older or younger?
2: Jake is also younger, just a smidge.
0: Just a smidge. He's just a little younger than you.
2: Okay. And Jake, how are you? In a world where one man asks another man, how are you? One man will say, I'm doing well, James. Thank you.
0: So he's the kind of big in a world trailery guy. I like that. So we got Mr. Announcer Guy, Charlton, his brother, George, his brother, and Jake, his other brother it's kind of like I remember that show New Heart I'm, I'm Larry this is my brother Daryl It's is my other brother Daryl it's kind of like that but not really at all because everybody sounds different and they're all different but they're all announcer people anyways uh, just introducing people uh, to all of you guys you guys can go thanks so much thanks Mr. Announcer Guy for announcing the show
2: you got it James we'll see you later James we'd like to stay but we're all going to go now
0: and there they go so those are just some of the other characters so if you are new to the show welcome if you're not new to the show you're like james come on no i you know i hope it's still just fun for you if you're not new to the show to hear uh, me doing this because again um i just i'm just in here talking it is uh this one i'm I'm recording this episode in the evening which is rare but I'll, i'll explain why later um but so my family is is at Disneyland today. My wife and my daughter—they have season passes. I get them season passes every year, and they go to Disneyland. Uh, you know, uh, probably two times a month. That's a that's yeah, a good life, isn't it? I'm telling, I'm telling you. And uh, so they're at Disneyland uh, all all day and all night. I think I've mentioned this before. They get up really early, and they go, and they've been there, and it is like six o'clock at night now. And I had been editing and mastering and finishing. Last week's podcast today to put up and get all ready for it. And today, it's a Wednesday. So today, let's see episode sixteen came out. And that was the one where we introduced Jake, and we uh, I did the Gandalf bit and all that. I really liked that episode. and but I finished mastering episode seventeen, which will be out next week, but you won't be hearing this until several weeks after all of this, because I'm again, I'm trying to get ahead for the upcoming Comic-Cons I'm going to be going to lately. So, uh, oh, hey, let's talk about those. Where where am I going? I'm going to uh, Emerald City Comic-Con is coming up first. And then I've got, let me look at the calendar. So let's see. The month of March, I'm going to Emerald City Comic-Con. I get there on March 14th and I leave St. Patrick's Day. I will be leaving St. Patrick's Day, which is Sunday, March 17th. After that, the next weekend, I get back on a plane And I fly to Chicago Comic-Con, C2E2. Uh, That I'll be there from Thursday to Sunday. And then I come home and I get like a week off. And then I get back on a plane, fly out in April to Chicago again. This time to, everybody knows what, Celebration in Chicago. That'll be fun, Star Wars Celebration. Now this, I will be there signing and uh, having a good time. So I hope all of you will come and see me there. And then I get some time off. I get a few weeks off throughout the rest of April. Then May, it doesn't look like I have anything going on in May. June, there's a new one that I, I, you know, I don't know if it's been announced yet, but I will say there is another one coming up in June. I believe it's going to be like the uh, 21st through the 23rd or it's the 22nd through the 23rd of June. And that will, I, I will say it's on the East Coast. I won't give away all the information yet because it has not been announced, but that one's coming up. Then... Uh, July, Atlanta, Comic-Con, that'll be July 12th through the 14th. Then, is there another one? Well, my birthday's in July. I will be 50 years old, July 22nd, 2019. Isn't that crazy? 50 years old. Now, a lot of people think I'm much younger than I am when they see me. Most people think I'm about 10 years younger than I am, which is great. I've always kind of had that problem. I wouldn't call it a problem. I've always been blessed that way, I guess is what I should say. But when you're younger, it's a problem because when you're really, like when you're in your twenties and people think you're in your teens, that's kind of, you know, because I've always had kind of a baby face, always looked younger than I am. And now, now that I'm, you know, going to be 50, I, I appreciate it. And I've grown my hair out again. So in my thirties, I had, I wore my hair long and throughout my forties, uh, yeah, I, I, and a little after, after my fortieth, I, I cut my hair again and stuff. Cause uh, truth be told, it was getting a little thin on the top and it just was looking a little like, you know, a guy trying to grow his hair, keep his hair long to cover up his his bald spots and stuff. But now, I don't know, for one, I just kind of went, well, you know what? I like my hair longer and that's the way it's going to be. And if I've got a little bald spot on the top, then so be it. But also I've noticed uh, that it's not as bad as it used to be. I, I do use some, I use, uh, I use some really good shampoos and things. John Masters Organics. And they have this this uh, spray and this mint thing for your scalp. And I use all of that stuff. And I'm finding that my scalp is uh, doing better. But also because my diet and my lifestyle, uh, that uh, helps keep a healthy head of hair as well. And all the water I drink, are you drinking water? It's a James Arnold Tell the Podcast. You better be drinking water. James, why are you such a stickler for the water? Ah, It's good water. Because it hydrates your body, but it also Helps you think clearer. Helps you feel better. Helps you digest better. Helps your skin. Helps you sleep better. Water is the key to life. Drink as much water as you can throughout the day, okay? Get yourself trained to drink as much water as you can. All right. Oh, back to the uh, the whole thing there. Oh, I was wearing my hair long. I, now I wear my hair long now. And I and I was talking about being 50 and all that. Yeah. So anyways, you know, And, and but I grow the beard. I'm growing the beard kind of like now I just keep it kind of that stubble. I had the beard, the full Obi-Wan beard for a while there because I was going to make a movie. Maybe I should tell that story uh, today, too. I think I've mentioned it a little, but I'll tell the full story maybe today on the podcast. Who knows? Who knows what's going to happen on this podcast? Or maybe Hank will come in and just take over. But um, so after July 22nd, that's my birthday. Then, you know, there'll be uh, San Diego Comic-Con. I don't know. I don't know if I'll go to San Diego Comic-Con. I don't generally get invited. um, But if I was invited, I would go. I've been to it many times. But uh, I don't know. So, you know, if you know uh, anybody that uh, works at San Diego Comic-Con, tell them to invite me. All right. There you go. Then in August, I'm going to be in Tampa Bay for the Tampa Bay Comic-Con. And that is going to be August 2nd through the 4th. Then, oh, same in August. I go to New Mexico for New Mexico Comic-Con. That is the 16th through the 18th. I was going to go to one in Boston the same, but it's the same week. And so I had already committed to New Mexico. So sorry for all you folks in Boston. I will not be going to that Comic-Con because New Mexico got dibs on me first. September, now see, that's funny. I know there's one coming up, I think, in September. But that has not been announced yet, so it's not on my calendar yet. So we'll see. That one could be fun. October, it doesn't look like there's anything going on. November, I think there's another couple coming up in November that an offer came in just today for. So I've been getting a lot of offers for Comic-Cons for this year, which is interesting. I don't generally do a lot of cons. Usually if I do, I do one year on and one year off. So this year I'm really doing a lot of cons. Going out to see all of you. Why? Well, you know, one reason is after doing this podcast, I'd love to come out and meet some of you and uh, see what people think, you know, and just talk to y'all because that's fun. One, one of the ones that isn't announced yet, I'm actually going to take my family with me to it and then we're going to have a vacation in, we're going to go from where the con is, a short trip over to New York City and then uh, spend the week in New York City uh, this summer. That'll be fun. Why? Because we love New York City. I love New York. So there you go. And that gives you kind of a hint of where uh, I'm going to be close to New York for that con. But again, it hasn't been announced yet, so I shouldn't say anything. All right. So uh, anyways, that's a look at uh, James's con schedule for this year. You know, we did it before and you're probably thinking, well, you already mentioned all those before. Well, some of them, but I didn't mention all of them. And again, for those of you that are new to the show, maybe you didn't know that. When you meet James Arnold Taylor at a con, what should you expect? You should expect that I will be uh, happy to meet you. I may not shake your hand. I've explained this before, but I'm going to explain it again. For those of you that missed it before, if you go and see me at a con and you put out your hand, I may give you the fist bump, the Howie Mandel fist bump instead. Because I, uh, I hurt my arm shaking hands at cons one year. Uh, hundreds and hundreds of times, it really wrenched my arm, and I had to go into physical therapy for it. <laughs> so, uh, so now I just do the uh, the fist bump, and uh, or I'll give you a hug. Sure. In fact, I'll know that you've listened to the James Arnold Taylor podcast if you come up and say, "Can I have a hug?" Uh, because that's uh, sure. I'll give I'll give fans a hug. I'll give you a, I'll give you a double snap with the fingers pointing, thumbs up. You know, I'll give you a fist bump, whatever. I'll give you the big nod. Sup. You know, like that. When, so when I was a kid, my brother and his, his friends, my brother was a good five years older than me and he was quite the surfer dude. Uh, good looking, strapping young man. Just my brother, Steve. Uh, and he, he and his buddies, they'd go, sup, sup, dude, sup. <laughs> so, uh, so whenever I think of that, I think of my brother, Steve. All right. So what is going on in the world of James Arnold Taylor this week? Man, a lot of cool things. I watch a lot of documentaries on art and I don't know how many of you like art, look at art, have discovered art. Have you discovered art? Now, what do I mean by art? Well, art could be so many different things, but I mean like paintings um, and not just, I mean, but, but, you know, there's, there's so many different types of, art. there's computer art now, there's people that do art on online. Digitally, my friend Joe Hogan, who's a very talented artist, who I've mentioned many times, he does art, you know, within his computer on the drawing pad and all that. I do art by painting. And now sometimes I create some of the painting in the computer and then I will print it up and paint over it, or I'll print up a like a, a version of it on a canvas. I'll have it printed on a canvas and then I'll 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 add to it all all um what's the word i i can't all oh it's on the tip of my tongue don't you hate it when there's a word on the tip of your tongue and then it goes away or you just can't get to it yeah see i'm getting closer to 50 so it happens all the time no i kid um anyways i uh, i may add to something or i may use a projector and project an image and trace it out using a pencil on a canvas that's tricky because uh the canvases are bumpy so you got to get a good gesso coat on there but uh, that's usually how I do my art is I will design it in the computer and then I will project and pencil do a real light pencil sketch uh, from the basic concept that I did and then I will uh, add to it I will again that, that word is um, still escaping my brain and I see it there once it comes out I will shout it out here um, embellish that's embellish that's the word I will embellish from there Uh, And I'll take it from there and once I start painting it, then it becomes its own thing. The depth and shadow and light and dark and all of that. I love artwork. I love going to art galleries. Do you have an art gallery near you? If you do, do me a favor. Go, Go to the art gallery. Check it out. If you get a chance to go to an art gallery, my goodness, do it and spend some time looking at art. If you can't go to an art gallery, spend some time online. Google, um, now I'm not one to tell everybody to go online a lot. You know, my goal is for you all to get outside and not be online and not on phones and devices as much. But Google certainly is a great way of doing it. You can just say um, famous paintings, you know, world's most famous paintings. And Google that and see what comes up. Let me, okay, I'm saying to do it, so I should do it to see what happens, right? So, world's most famous paintings. Let's see what comes up in images. Well, we got, Oh, okay. 35 most famous paintings of all time. Let's go to that. That was the first one that popped up and let's see what paintings they are. Ooh, boy, the birth of Venus. And that was Botticelli, uh, dogs playing poker. (laughs) I don't know. Uh, Pollock. Now see Jackson Pollock was a painter And he did that whole splatter, like he would just splatter paint. It became a thing. And then he did it. And I remember when I first heard about them, I was like, ah, come on, really? And then I saw my first Pollock painting live, uh, I believe, in New York at a gallery. I think the Guggenheim had a a large uh, Jackson Pollock. And I've got to tell you something. When you see, no, as a matter of fact, no, the very first Pollock I saw was in L.A. at LACMA, the uh, art museum here. And it was a small one, but they have a gigantic one at the Guggenheim that I had seen as well, which was life-changing. I, I, I kid you not, looking at this art, this splattering of things that you think is kind of chaotic, ends up having a lot of depth and meaning. So, I, you know, maybe it's as I get older, although I've always loved art. I've always loved painting. I, I've loved painting myself, but also looking at art and looking at paintings. Pollock's work is really quite amazing. And it's, uh, why is it important? Oh, look at this. Oh, I see number 28 is a Sunday afternoon on the island of La Grande Jatte, which is uh, Surratt, George Surrat created by, I'm, I'm totally, I'm massacring his name. It's not George, but it's George surat I, I don't know. If you, if you give it a fake accent, maybe it sounds right. This painting, um, if you're a Ferris Bueller fan, you'll know this painting because it's the one Cameron is staring at. And they keep doing the shot back to Cameron and then to the little girl in the painting and then back to Cameron and then back to him and the back, 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 back and forth, back and forth. And it gets closer and closer and closer and closer. It's that painting. It's a beautiful painting. And it was done like with dots. It's uh, many dots joining together to create images of people and things. It's, it's really w- w- wonderful. Matisse. Um, there's American Gothic. That was uh, uh, Grant Wood. Yeah. Uh, Whistler's Mother. There's a famous painting. By James McNeil Whistler, um Salvador Dali, of course, Picasso. I'm not a huge Picasso fan of the um all the kind of weird faces and stuff, those ones, yeah, but uh, van Gogh, van Gogh's work is is amazing. Van Gogh was such a sad life. and and so, so I enjoy art. I enjoy painting. Monet is my favorite artist, and um but I also, um, Vermeer is uh, really great. Um, Munch did uh, Edvard Munch did uh, The Scream. That's probably one of the most famous paintings of all time. Uh, Starry Night by Van Gogh. There's just wonderful. Of course, Michelangelo or Michelangelo. Uh, his paintings. Uh, but um, yeah, just Vermeer also did uh, The Girl with the Pearl Earring. With the pearl earring, which is uh, they made a movie and everything about. It. Really, uh, so. It's very interesting. Oh, the Mona Lisa is number one. Look at that on these on this website. So check out some art. Why? Because it makes you think. It makes you feel good a lot of times. It makes you maybe feel uh, emotions and feelings that you never could have discovered before. There are so many. Rembrandt. Rembrandt is another one of my absolute famous uh, f- favorite uh, artists, painters. Rembrandt and Monet are probably my two favorites. So look up Monet's paintings. Monet's paintings are just beautiful. They're beautiful. They're timeless. They're wonderful. They're uh, impressionism. He was the creator of impressionism. Now, Monet, interesting quote. I was watching a documentary uh, not too long ago the other night, and Monet said, "Is a quote from him, he says, I can do two things well, painting and gardening. And, And it made me think about that. I thought, yeah, what are the things I can do well? And I thought, well, I can do voices well. I know that. I can inspire people I, I paint okay I'm no you know I'm no trained artist I'm no Tom Wilson my dear friend Tom Wilson actor Tom Wilson that you know uh, is an amazing painter and studied painting and artistry and everything and you know I, I did in school and high school and stuff but Tom really learned and, and texture and color and depth and shadow and I kind of you know, I make it up as I go along. I cheat. I, I look at pictures and then I, I, I paint what I see or, you know, just like I do with voices. I, or I create something in the computer and then I, I, I'm good at mimicking. So I'm good at looking at something and then sketching it and then painting over it and doing that. And so that's a lot of my process is that, and then a lot of it, like I say, sometimes is on the computer in the projector and stuff too, where I'll project an image onto a canvas and then kind of trace over it and then go over it. So, um, Art is so important it really is important and I so that's my kind of big push for you this week is to check out some art so I'm kind of trying to do this each week giving you something different so we've we've talked about being grateful have you made your list of things you're grateful for Here's the other thing just because we did it one week doesn't mean you can't go back to it every week and you can't write things down all the time be, still be grateful and then uh, last week what did we do last week we talked about uh, mindfulness and meditation and breathing and, and and caring for yourself like that. And so now we're talking about art and taking in art and enjoying it and seeing, finding beauty, finding beauty in artistry. So it doesn't have to just be paintings. It could be photography. There's wonderful photographers so my house is filled with original art pieces, be it from me that I've painted or from Tom Wilson or from other artists. I have many other artists. So all the art we used to have um, lots of not poster art, but uh, actual, you know, famous art pieces that are framed and stuff that look nice, but they weren't the real paintings. And I, I liked all that, but I ended up giving it all away and, and decided I wanted all the art in my house to be original pieces of art, actual art. So you can look at it. You can see the depth. You can see the the brush strokes. You can really and you know they're one of a kind. Then and so you know if any of you ever have the chance to invest in art, find art that moves you. Now I come from Santa Barbara, and Santa Barbara is a very artistic town, and they have at they have the art show uh, every weekend on the beach, now, the Cabrillo Arts uh, walk there on the beach, and you you can walk down and you can see all the artists in Santa Barbara, many different artists in Santa Barbara. And they're paintings, and you find pieces that move you. And sometimes art can be very inexpensive, and sometimes it can be very expensive. But uh, if you ever, you know, art is always a good investment. I, well, you know, should be because for me, I don't ever plan on selling any of the art. I plan on keeping it and looking at it and loving it forever. But find the things in your life that bring you peace when you look at them. So, like I say, it could be a, it could be a photograph, it could be a painting, it could be a a picture you took on your iPhone of a magical moment that happened in your own life. Whatever it is, find it. It could be a sketch. Uh, it could be computer art. It could be artists online that you have friends. I know there's like uh, so many, like I say, my friend Joe Hogan, he's on that like, like deviant art. There's all these, all these different places where um, artists go and, and post their art. So find art this week that moves you and that tells a story to you, that makes you emotional, that brings out something in you, feelings, one way or the other. Why is that important? Well, because our whole journey here in the James Arnold Taylor podcast is not just to entertain you with the voices, but it's to move you. It's to make you uh, a better person. It's to help you find the things about you and your life that are important to you, that you may not have ever thought of until now. You may not have ever thought about drinking water every day uh, uh, enough to keep your body hydrated and healthy and then you and you could be somebody like before that that like experienced headaches or just wasn't sleeping well or just you know dizzy or whatever and it's like you know what you maybe you weren't getting enough water or breathing deep or taking time to meditate because you suffer from ADHD or ADD or uh, OCD or any of these things uh, you know i find these things to be very helpful taking that time to relax, to breathe, to drink water, to get away. Remember last week we talked about getting away from the computer and your activities for a while, five minutes even. What I do, I look at art. Because when you're staring at a piece of beautiful art, you can just escape into it. Unlike watching a show where there's stuff going on, there's noise, there's you know there's sounds and all that, there's dialogue, there's all this stuff that's making you have to think the way that that is, The artist paints a picture and says, here it is. What do you think? And you get to look at it and come up with your own story. That's the beauty of it. That's also the beauty of of writers writing stories and reading a book rather than watching the movie because you can picture it in your own head. So these are artistic endeavors I want you to go after for yourself in life. I want you to Learn to appreciate these things in your life because they're going to help you find out who you really are, find out what's important to you in life, and also give you some peace in life, which is really the most important thing, finding that peace. I pray that for all of you listening to this show, that you find peace in your lives and happiness. I find happiness. I find joy in paintings. Uh, Tom Wilson, uh, again, my good friend Tom, painted... I, he's painted hundreds of paintings, but I own three of his paintings. Uh, one is called Two Hits, and it is a... So he did this whole series of paintings of toys from our childhood. These old toys uh, that we all grew up with. And Two Hits is a a battleship piece, you know the game Battleship? And it's got two red pegs in it like it's been hit twice, you know, because... And it's got four total. And the the piece is called Two Hits because it's this little piece floating in in midair with this beautiful purple kind of blue background. And there's the little battleship floating there with the two red pegs in it. And it's two hits. Another one is called Just Married. And it's from The Game of Life, which I've mentioned on the podcast before. We had somebody asked in a, in a letter what, uh, what board games I like. And Life is one of my favorite board games. Battleship is also one of my favorite games, by the way. But it's not a board game. It's a, it's a different kind of game, I guess. But um, So The Game of Life. And it's called Just Married. And it's the little car from The Game of Life. It's one of the little cars. It's a yellow car. And it's got a blue peg and a, and a pink peg of a husband and wife, you know, little people Pegs. If you know the game of life, you know what I'm talking about. There's these little cars, little plastic cars. And then there's a blue and a pink to represent a boy and a girl in there. And you put them in when you get married. and So it's called Just Married. And then my favorite one of all, which is probably my favorite painting of all time that I own and that I just love, is called Tough Crowd. And it is these little Fisher-Price, you know, the little Fisher-Price characters, those little like wood characters with the little round heads. It is two of them and it's one, the kid has got like a grumpy face and the other is a clown and it's called Tough Crowd. Like, you know, this clown is trying to perform and this guy's like, "Mm, he's going to, so it brings so much joy to me looking at that painting and those paintings are in my living room. I've looked at them I don't even know how many times today since I've been every time I walk into my living room I look and I see those pieces of art and I don't even think my friend Tom Wilson who when he comes over he sees them and I tell him how much they mean. I don't think he can fully appreciate how much these paintings mean to me. They they bring me joy. Paintings can bring you happiness. Oh wow. And it is important to feel happy every day. Now uh, you know can you feel happy every day? Uh, probably not, but it's important to try, isn't it? And joy. So there is a difference between happiness and joy. So we should explain that. I should. I should talk a bit about that. How about if I talk about that right now? Okay, very good. Um, oh well, let's bring in. Let's let's do it officially then. Uh, 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 Reginald, don't call me Reggie. Yes, James. How are you? I'm doing well, Reginald. How are you? Did you have a nice uh,
3: weekend? I had a lovely weekend. Now, what 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 would Reginald? Don't call me Reggie. Would you just call me Reginald, please? You don't have to put the don't call me Reggie on the end every time.
0: Okay, sorry. Well, what would Reginald do on the weekend?
3: Well, I might sit quietly in my room listening to a piece of music from Chopin or Mozart or Beethoven. You say Beethoven, huh? Not Beethoven?
0: I say Beethoven. Okay, it's kind of a... Yeah, all right. Anyways. So you listen to them?
3: Right. I would listen to them and I would read a book and I might sip some tea or some warm water with lemon in it, or perhaps a touch of honey.
0: Ooh, that sounds delightful. It's good for your voice too, you know.
3: Yes, I know that, James. That's why I do it.
0: I see. Okay. And uh, so you would sit and read and relax. So you really are that British guy that just sits in you Now, Do you wear like a, a little, a little, um, not a robe, but like a little... They used to call them a smoking jacket, but I know you don't smoke.
3: No, I don't smoke. I never have, never will. But yes, a little, a little coat and my slippers and my glasses, I let them rest on my nose there. Right, because I, don't, I, I, I didn't know you wore glasses. Right, I wear glasses to read. Much like you, when I got into my 40s, then I needed to wear glasses. I see. Okay, so you had a nice weekend. Yes, I did. I had a lovely weekend. All right, we have
0: gone way off topic here, Reginald. I wanted you to ask me for a get to know chat. What's the difference between happiness and joyfulness?
3: I love that. That's a wonderful, wonderful topic. All right, let's do this correctly. Right. (coughs) Have you okay? (coughs) Stop it. (coughs) Hello, and welcome to another episode of Get to Know chat. I am your host, Reginald Blythe Woodrow Third. Today, I will ask James Arnold Taylor a probing question about life. So, James. Yes? Explain to us the differences between happiness and joyfulness. Go.
0: All right. Thank you, Reginald. Right. So, um... Happiness, happiness is something you feel when something good happens and you, you, you get this happiness comes up, it it comes upon you, you know, and you, you, you feel it for a time and then it may dissipate and go away. But joyfulness, now joyfulness is different. We should have joy in our hearts. Now I, as a Christian, have joy in my heart always. Why? Because I have what they call the joy of the Lord. Now, what does that mean? And I, you know, I don't want to sound like a goofy Christian doing goofy Christian things. I want to just really, again, I, you know, because again, my whole thing is you all believe one way. I believe my way, but you may be curious about what I believe and why. And I feel it important for me to know why I believe what I believe, just like I feel it's important for you to know what you believe and why you believe it. And so, I just want to explain these things and what I have. And so what it is, so I'm not trying to be preachy. I'm not trying to be religious. I'm not trying to be corny. Um, but uh, but yes, the joy of the Lord is in my heart. Even if I'm not happy, even if there's a sad day, something is, has happened that is sad. Like recently I lost um, someone that was very close to me and very dear to me. Uh, my uh, high school band director who was, a mentor to me he really was he was he was like a father to me and so on the day we found out that we lost him that he passed away it was a very sad day but i still had the joy of the lord for one because i knew that ike was a christian as well so i i knew he had the joy of the lord in his heart and i know he's in heaven so i'm happy i talked about the, what last episode or the episode before whatever talking about life and death and all of that too so uh, but the joy of the Lord is my salvation. The fact that for me, what this means, because, you know, you a lot of you, you go, you know, I know Christians and they're all kind of always talking about all this stuff and they're in their Bibles and they're kind of corny and they're this and that and the other. And what does all this mean? So, okay, okay, okay. We're just going to go for it here. All right, everybody. I just want to try to explain it to you the best I can because, you know, I hear a lot of wonderful pastors explain it in wonderful ways, but I need to be able to explain it for me and for for what it means to also make it seem like, okay, you can really grasp it. Whether or not you believe that way, want to believe that way or or, are encouraged or prodded to believe that way, that's not up to me. That's up to God actually to move you, but I am his vessel. And so I will just do my best to explain what it means, how it feels, what it all means to me. So when I say the joy of the Lord, I know for me personally, this is again, James's belief. All right. That God is real. God created all things. Now, I may lose you all on some of this, but please just bear with me knowing that this is what I believe. And I believe this in the deepest parts of me. And I believe it for reasons that are very true, very real to me. I have had experiences where God has shown his presence to me, his, his, him, himself to me. And I don't mean like in, a, in the form of a human or his voice where I audibly hear it. I mean, through acts uh, within the world that are undeniable the, you know, people would call them coincidences. Uh, but um, uh, you know, Pastor Tony Evans calls them providence. I think that's a wonderful way of saying it because I do believe it's providence. Now I can get into that, but I want to, before I get into like, you know, what, well, how did God show you this and all of that, James, before I get into that, So I believe God is real. I believe he did create the world. You can all, everybody can debate on how many days and all of that. And it wasn't, how old is the planet? All that stuff, whatever. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about just the fact that there was a creator that created everything. Even, uh, and, and so I believe that. All right. So let's not get stuck on that. I don't want to get stuck on that. I just want you to just take that in. And that, even though people kind of think, well, God's kind of mean in the Bible and Old Testament and all this, and he doesn't, you know, he he kills people, he does all these things. I do believe he loves us more than anything. In fact, the proof is so God, this is like a, you know, the, the greatest movie ever, in that here's this, this father that loves his his children so much so that he makes the ultimate sacrifice and becomes one of them. So he became one of us. He became human. He allowed himself, a portion of himself, the, the son, which is, there's the father, the son, and the Holy Spirit. There's three different dimensions. And that's what we Christians believe. And, and again, also you know you start opening this, this, uh, this whole thing and you go down the, the rabbit hole of there's so many different places you can go. So I'm just trying to keep it basic here. He became human. He allowed a portion of himself, the son, to become human, to be born and be a baby and go through all that stuff. And and to live a life, a real life, and then to prove that love that, you know, because so many people go, well, God, if, he, if he's real, why does he do this, that, the other, whatever? There's free will. And and he loves us so much that he became human and then took all of our sin, all of our burdens, all of our unhappiness, all of our terror, all of our everything upon himself and allowed himself who was without any sin without any blemish never did anything wrong allowed himself to be killed for us as the ultimate sacrifice to save all of humanity and then then took back the keys of life and death from the devil who stole them in the first place with adam and eve took them back and is now there revealing himself to us as God. It's a big, long story. It's a big story, but I have the joy of the Lord in my heart. And so what that means is that through my salvation of my believing in Christ, my believing that God is God, who he says he is, and that his son was him, uh, God incarnate. And he died for my sins. He died for all of our sins. He died to make it better and to give us that option then to believe in him. I have that joy in my heart. Now, I feel that. I, it's, an, it's an actual feeling that goes beyond my own ability to, to put into words or to comprehend or to even uh, create. It's there. And when you get that, you have this joy. So we as humans, we can live with joy underneath everything else. Okay, what do I mean by that? I mean that you can have this joy that even though things are going bad or whatever, you know. There's a bigger picture to it all. So I, as a Christian, know there's a bigger picture to it. There's more to this life than this life. It goes beyond that. And so that's why I have an unending joy underneath everything. And so when I have troubles, trials, things like that, I go, well, I know this is going to make me stronger. And I lean into God more. And then he lifts me up and helps me through. That's how it works for me as a Christian, all right? I mean, you know, look, it's, it's, it's a much bigger, deeper thing. It's a lifelong conversation I could have with you. This podcast, you know, is it's called Talking to Myself. It's for me to have fun. It's for me to talk about pop culture with you and fun stuff too. So, you know, but I also try to always inspire you and give you some, some of my faith and try to explain it. I try to explain it to you all because some of you may not have that faith or may not know it and you may be curious about it. And I don't ever want it to seem weird, but I also just I want it to just I want you to know that my job in that is to be an open book. Because if I'm not an open book, then I'm not doing what he's called me to do. I have a peace from God and and I'm just
3: so grateful
0: for that. And what that does is it gives me a joy when I think about all of you. I think about all of you with your trials and your struggles in life, and I'm joyful that I can connect with you. I can pray for you. I can uh, hopefully help by making you laugh or encourage you here. That's what it's about for me. I know I've said that over and over and over again, but it's just true. No matter what happens in this life, I know the truth. I believe this truth deeper than anything else. The fact, you know, I won't get into all the specifics of all the different things and all the places God has met me in my life here. That's maybe for another podcast at another time. And it might not even be the Talking to Myself podcast. It may be one that is more of a, you know, straight up, boom, religious, Christian, whatever you want to do, where I tell that whole story. Because I know many of you have asked that story, but I can just say that even the adoption of my daughter and then the toxic mold poisoning that made me lose my voice 14 years ago, or coming up on the anniversary of that, this show may even, let me see, when will this show be out? So this show will be out the week after. So last week's show came out on Wednesday, February 13th. That is my daughter's birthday. That is also the day I lost my voice 14 years ago and changed my life. And on that day, I was already a Christian, but on that day, I prayed to God. I said, God, after the doctors told me, you got to stop talking. We don't know if your voice is going to come back to its full range and abilities you're gonna to have to be on this medicine the rest of your life all these things and you got a long road ahead of you to get healthy and, and and all i said a prayer and i said god please don't make this the worst day of my life please give me something to change this day please six months later we get our daughter's adoption paperwork we were in the process of adopting her back at that point but you get your paperwork for your child two months before you travel so she was eight months old when we got her, but at six months of age is when we got photos of her for the first time. And that's crazy. That's a whole other story. So when we were waiting, you know, we have been in the process, it was, it's a 16 month process we were in for adopting her. Nowadays, it's a longer process, it's like five years to adopt a, a little baby girl from China now. But um, at the time it was about 16 months and then 14 months or so into the process, we get our paperwork. For our child, saying, This is your child, and in two months you'll travel and get her. So I'm going through this paperwork, and we look at information on Lydia, and we see her birthday is February 13th, 2005, the same day. So that was one. Um, my friend Squire Rushnell wrote a book called God Winks. When God Winks at You, oh my goodness, please do yourself a favor. And get yourself the When God Winks at You books. They're, they're just delightful. They're charming. If you're a skeptic, if you're somebody that doesn't um, believe in God, this is a lovely, simple read. It's, they're fun. Whether you believe in God or not, these books are fun. And they are telling stories of coincidences as we look at them in the world. That um, Squire and his lovely wife Louise Duart know are God. Convene, uh, coming in to the story and helping tell the story. So uh, this was a little God wink, like when you know your your parent might give you a little wink, a knowing wink, like I got you, buddy, I- I'm with you. That's what these God winks represent, right? And so um when I got the paperwork and it said February 13th, 2005, the same day where I said, God, please let this day not be the worst day of my life. He said, No, no. <laughs> Six months later, I-, I find out, no, it was actually probably one of the best days of your life. It was the day your daughter was born. And your daughter is going to be an amazing light in your life. And you became a father that day. So it's funny because I was broken down. There's so many layers to this story. I was broken down in so many ways on that day. And I had to restart my life. I had to learn how to eat better, drink better, live better, breathe better, exercise better. I had to change everything about my life so I could get my voice back because I wanted to work again. But what it all did was it prepared me to be that much better of a father. My daughter now, because of the way we've eaten in our lives and taking care of our, and the health we learned from it, because of course I didn't go the way the doctors had told me, which was to do all the medicine and stuff. I went a holistic route. And it was a long journey and maybe someday I'll write about it because I tried every diet in the book. The candida diet, the raw diet, the paleo diet, the blood type diet, the, you know, this, that, or the other diet, the the carb diet, the, you know, all the, I've tried every diet. And so then I I found the macrobiotic diet to be the most helpful for my body and getting rid of the mold out of my system and cleansing my body and getting me back to health. Had this not ever happened, who knows? Who knows? My health was not, you know, great before that. And it became so much better. And I became a father that day. So it's, you know, for me, that's one of the undeniables. The other, un- another one of the undeniables is that same journey there allowed me to go and get into, get back to therapy, which I had been in uh, therapy before. I, I make no bones about this. I I think therapy is wonderful. I've seen some commercials recently with, um, oh, what is his name? The uh, the swimmer, the Olympic swimmer, Michael, um, uh, Michael Phelps. He, he's doing a commercial for um, therapy saying, you know, therapy helps everybody and it's good for you and all that. Because it used to be in the old, the old days, um, the people would kind of mock therapy. People in therapy were sick. They were troubled. They were mentally unstable. You know, therapy, uh, look at it this way. Think about how much better you feel when you go to a lunch with a friend that you haven't seen in a long time and you sit and you talk about stuff that's going on and you get it off your chest. It's the same kind of thing. Talk therapy can be wonderful for people. So I, uh, after getting sick, experiencing brain fog, experiencing this feeling, uh, the best way I can explain it is a feeling of unreality. I did not feel real. Uh, I, the, the mold and stuff had affected my system like that. And I didn't feel real. And it's a very strange, very bad feeling. I didn't like it. So I uh, sought therapy for that as well as, you know, just getting my diet, my exercise and everything back together. And through the talk therapy... I then, with the therapist, came to, this is a longer story for another time, but uh, that's how we discovered that the man I thought was my father my entire life was not my father because he finally admitted it to the therapist. And so we did a DNA test and bingo, not my father. Now, had I not ever gotten sick from the toxic mold, I might not have ever known. I found out at 42 who I really was who my real father was. Sadly, he had already passed away. Sadly, this information was kept from me my entire life. And at 42, I looked in the mirror and went, oh, that's why I don't look like that person. That's why I don't look like him. That's why uh, my brother and sister are almost a foot taller than me. That's why I have none of the same traits. That's why my teeth are crooked and theirs were straight. That's why so many different things. God wanted me to know that truth. He allowed that truth to come out through these amazing, great lengths. And, and, get this, take this in. He did it by first giving me a trial that was very painful, that affected me and rocked me to the core. Had I not lost my voice as a voice actor, I may never have gone down these paths. I may never have looked into these things. I never would have gone back to therapy. I never would have all these things because the health, the mold affected my health, which made me then go and seek... uh therapy and then also try to uh, re-engage this father of mine that had never wanted anything to do with me. And I always wondered why. And so I went to therapy to see if I could figure that out and see if maybe he could be engaged to talk to me. And then he admitted that he didn't believe he was my father. So we do a DNA test. The DNA test shows that he isn't my father. Then I got to find out who my real father is. I got to get the real story. And then sadly, my real father had passed away. Ah, Had I not got sick to a point that pushed me to where I had to do something because I lost my voice. You see? We grow from our trials. They're there to strengthen us if we are open to that. Now, these are a couple stories of God intervening in my life. But I mean, there was, you know, I, I, I think I've shared, there's been numerous times in my life when I was younger where I was nearly killed uh, several times. And from my bed being on fire when I was seven years old and my sister came in, she, she woke up out of the haze. The entire house was filled with smoke. The smoke puts you to sleep. This is how people die in house fires. Something woke her up. She couldn't explain it. I, I can explain it. It was an angel. An angel woke her up. I know that. She woke up. ah, I'm getting, I'm getting choked up here. And she went into my room and she found that my bed was on fire. And I still remember being seven years old and her shaking me, you know, because the smoke had gotten in my lungs and everything, you know, Jamie, Jamie. Wake up, wake up, wake up. She got me up and she got me out of the room, put the bed out. All my stuffed animals. So a lamp had fallen over on the, on the uh, nightstand or the table over by my bed, who knows how. And, all my, and it was on my stuffed animals and my stuffed animals caught on fire and then caught the bed on fire. And she woke me up. And she doesn't know how other than an angel. You know, uh, something woke her up. Again, I, I, that's my words. It was an angel. I know it was an angel. Uh, when I was uh, four, I fell into a deep end of a pool. I didn't know how to swim. My brother didn't know how to swim either. But uh, at the time, at least, he's a very accomplished swimmer now. He's a surfer and everything. But uh, from what I'm told, he uh, jumped in and pulled me out, grabbed me out of there. Uh, there was a time when some people were were uh, vandalizing my car, some, some uh, people that did not like me when I was uh, when I was about sixteen. These guys, seventeen, uh, didn't like me. Uh, I had worked with them at a shoe store, and they um, they were bad news. They were doing drugs, and they were getting crazy. And I was not gonna get involved in all of that. So I I quit the job and I got away from them. And they started to vandalize my car on a regular basis. One time they cut my brake lines, and I uh, was driving. I was driving home uh, a date. I was on a date with a young gal. This was before my wife and I were uh, dating. And uh, I put my foot down on the brake. I had a 66 Mustang. And my foot went all the way down to the floor. No brakes. And I thought enough because I, I worked on the car enough. I knew uh, how that that car worked. I Back in the old days, uh, I would actually work on my cars and stuff. And I kind of rebuilt that 66 Mustang. Um, and so I knew if I pumped the line, I might be able to get some of the uh, brake fluid up and get enough brakes. And I'm heading straight for a red light. And there's a police officer waiting on the other, uh, like on to the right of me, waiting to go through the light. And I'm looking, I'm going, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm about to run a light in front of a police officer. I have no brakes. And grace of God, the light turned green just then so I could coast through it, pump the brakes, slow to a stop, and, and get the car back and somehow make it home. Uh, you know, I traveled maybe a mile from home. And, and, and get this, I was about to get on the freeway where I would have been going 60, 65 miles an hour. And then if we went to get off that freeway ramp, at that speed with no brakes, I don't even want to think about it. But I man- I managed, again, to get those brakes pumped yet a little enough because it's where we were on city streets, turn around, and get back home and borrow my mom's car to take her home. From this date, this was our first date. Um, but these guys cut my brake lines. After that, they loosened the lug nuts on one of my tires, and I was driving a group of students to a band competition because I was in band, And on the L.A. freeway, across four, five lanes of traffic, we lost one of the tires. The tire came off, flipped underneath the car, shot the car up in the air. The car slammed down, put a hole in the gas tank about a size of a quarter. The tire rolled down the freeway. I, on three wheels... Managed to get across five, four or five, I don't know at this point, four or five lanes on the LA freeway in traffic moving at 60, 75 miles an hour. Get it across all the lanes with a hole in the gas tank. It didn't blow up. I had a car full of kids. Grace of God. Many, 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 many times. Uh, These are just some of the stories. Look, I'm and the fact that I. Personally, was never supposed to happen, but I was born anyways. Here I am. You want to tell me God can't take bad situations and turn them into good things. I'm living proof that He can. And I know that my life is a gift from him, and so this is why I do what I do. I, I, I love entertaining. I love doing all of that. That brings me joy because it brings joy to other people. I love doing that. But this right here is why I do what I do. because if I don't... What am I doing? He has blessed me, gifted me, given me so much. The least I can do is share with you all the fact that he's real, that he's in my life, that he's saved my life on many, many occasions. There's other occasions that I won't get into because they're too personal, but I have nothing I I can only believe
3: that there's a creator.
0: And he talks to my heart. I mean, it can be simple things. I can misplace something, and I could spend And I've tested it. I can spend time just searching for something frantically, getting angry, and then calming down and praying and going, Lord, please just help me find that, you know, the missing car keys or whatever it is. May I please just find them? And within moments, I will find them every time. Never fails me. And I'm trying to give you from the really simple things to the really big things, how he's there. You say, well, this is all just positive thinking, James. Yeah, 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 sure. I know what it is it's the grace of God. And in that, I am joyful. Some days I'm not happy, but I always am joyful that I'm alive and that God is with me and that he loves me. So that's the very big, (laughs) long difference between happiness and joy. You can have happiness, but I hope you have joy all the time in your hearts. And that's why the James Arnold Taylor podcast is around to try and Help you tune into that joy. How do you tune into that joy? Through the little things that I'm giving you. Staying hydrated, breathing deep, meditating, thanking uh, people, being grateful, thanking God, looking at beautiful art, allowing your mind to relax and look at things that are beautiful in life and take those things in. That's what this is about. And giving you a voice that says, hey, I'm here for you. You can go to jamesarnoldtaylor.com. You can click on the JAT show link and you can send me an email. Click on the, choose a topic. Make sure you choose a topic, the Jet cast podcast. You can do general comment and you can just write me a letter. There's many of you, many, many of you. And I try to get back to everybody as much as I can. And when I when I can't get back by writing because there's so many of them, I answer them live on the show. That's, that's the other way I, of doing it. But many of you, I try to write letters to. This is why I'm here. I know what it's like to go through hard times. I grew up in the house with a stepfather that was an alcoholic that, that brutally, violently beat my mother on multiple occasions, many times in front of me and my brother and sister, times where we thought she wasn't alive. And yet, here I am. Um, I grew up seeing the devastation of drugs and alcohol on people's lives around us. I've suffered loss in my life. I've lost my very best friend at the age of 18, my best friend in the world from third grade on. I was killed in an automobile accident. My very first girlfriend ever was killed in an automobile accident when we were teenagers. Um, there's a lot of loss. There's a lot of hurt. There's a lot of that. And I, I'm sorry. I know many of you listen with your family and such and you you make this a fun time. So um, I apologize if this one goes a little dark and a little deep on some things. But I also know that some of you need to hear um, some of these stories. And you need to know why I have such a deep, passionate belief In God, because he saved my life on numerous occasions. And when I call out to him, I hear him. He answers, whether it be uh, by playing a song that I was thinking of at the time right away somewhere by having someone call me or text me or write me uh, immediately after I'm thinking of them by a little bird that comes in no matter where I am. At my house, out in LA, San Francisco, other places, the same type of bird that whenever I'm frustrated, whenever I'm having a bad time, whenever I'm questioning, this little bird, this little bird will chirp. I'll hear it chirping and it'll be there and I'll look up and there it is and it'll be there staring at me and it'll follow me as I, as I walk or I drive and then it'll fly away. Telling you by giving me scripture when I open my Bible exactly to a thing I was wondering about, answering a question. He talks to me all the time. And I'm I'm going out on a limb on this all the time because he talks to me all the time. And I think this is the one place where I can be me, be honest about me, be honest about my beliefs, and show you what it's all about and say, He's there for you. Whether you believe in him or not, he believes in you. And so do I. And we're there for you. I'm not trying to make you all believe the way I believe. I'd love it if you did. Because why? Because it's my truth. It's, it's the truth. I know it's the truth. So I'd love for you to believe the way I believe if you don't. But if you don't, please know I'm in your corner and so is God. And if you ever want to reach out to him, all you got to do is just say, Hey God, what James said, yeah. All right. I, I want to hear from you. If you're really there, show me. Show me in a way that's undeniably you. And you know what? The burden's not on me. It's on him. He'll do it. I know he will. If your heart is truly, purely asking him from a real place, not a mocking place, not a, oh yeah, God, yeah, if you're really there. Although, you know, he even answers people like that. Stephen Baldwin, the actor, Stephen Baldwin, Alec Baldwin's brother, had a real mountaintop experience like that, where he was like, God, show yourself to me. And he did. And he's now a born-again Christian that goes all over the world talking about Jesus. So, you know, careful what you pray for. You might get it is what the old saying is. But um, if you're desirous to really know if he's there, just ask him. He'll show you. All right. Well, from the sounds of that, I think it's time for Ask Jat. And, oh, yep, there he is. Hey, Bob, Bob, Bob. Hey, Bob. Well, hello, James. How are you? I'm good. And you, my friend? Oh, I'm doing very well as well. Very well as well. Good to know. So, Bob, you know we've got so many emails, and we're going through so many of them. And uh, there's—it's a big process of going through everybody's emails because people have gone to jamesarnoldtaylor.com, they've clicked on the JAT Show link, they've submitted a question, they've—they've chosen a topic, the JAT Show, uh, the JATcast podcast. They've done all those things right. And there's so many of these hundreds and hundreds coming in on a regular basis now. And we're we're trying to get through all of them. This is basically my way of saying to everybody, please be patient. Please know that what I try to do is I try to answer as many of them as I can here on the show. And I try to email back responses as well. If I answer yours on the show, I probably won't send a response back via email. So just know that unless it's, you know uh specific to that but uh th- so bob you've been uh, going through all of these and such and you have a few for us for the show today oh yeah yes i do uh, we have uh, very many but we're trying to do like two to three per show because your answers tend to be uh, uh, quite long you you made a little face there you didn't really know how to say that did you well no i didn't i didn't want to offend you by uh, by saying that you uh you talk a lot well <laughs> you know the show is called talking to myself and you know I do tend to talk a lot, so even if people didn't send emails, I'd probably be talking a lot. So yes, we're, we'll get through a couple of them here at least today. What do you? What have you got for me, Bob? Oh, let's get right to it. This is from Brad in Australia. Australia, good eye, mate. Hi, Brad. Oh well. Oh, that was good. That was a little Australian. Good day, matey. There you go, Bob. Uh, okay, what's what's Brad say? Brad says, Hi, James. I want to first say that you are such an inspiration to me, not just as inspiring to keep trying to be a voice actor, but also your amazing outlook on life and a lot of stuff you have said has helped me through hard times. Oh, that's wonderful. Thank you, Brad. I'm so glad to hear it. I'm glad the show is helping. I'm glad my words are helping. Uh, uh, Does he have a question then? Oh, oh, yeah, well, yes, he does. He says, uh, "My question for you is, do you think being in the USA will make it easier to get into voice acting compared to being in Australia like I am?" Brad. Okay, Brad. Um, you know, Brad, this is a this is a good question uh, for many of you that want to get into voice acting and you don't live in the states or you, you know, you you live wherever, uh, some, some people live in the States, but they don't live near kind of like a centrally located place like Los Angeles or Chicago or New York or San Francisco or the places where kind of like the main voiceover happens. It really depends on the type of voiceover you want to do, Brad. I mean, if you want to, if you want to get into video game work and you want to get into animation work and all of that, it's, it's going to be trickier, although I'm sure there are quite a few productions that are done in your homeland of Australia. Uh, However, those will be Australian productions and less likely to be American productions. Now, however, though, I have a friend that lives out there, a very, very talented actor by the name of Anthony Ingruber. And Anthony, uh, Anthony has done wonderful work in voice. Uh, He was the Joker in a recent uh, Batman game, I believe, for Telltale. And I'm guessing that Anthony did it from Australia And just patched in. So, you know, because of technology, there's a lot more opportunities for you to work pretty much wherever you are. So what I would say is don't let that hinder you. Don't let that stop your pursuit to move forward in doing things. Does that make sense? I hope it does. In other words, keep pursuing it, but know that, yes, um, ultimately, if you want to work regularly in union projects that are are video games and animation and stuff like that. This USA is probably primarily the, the the best place to be. But, you know, I think that there's plenty of work for people in voiceover wherever you are. Again, the, the, the beauty of it is that we can be, you know, I don't live in the heart of Los Angeles. Now, granted, I will leave and go to L.A. and work because I'm just you know 45 minutes from it but a, a good portion of my work is still done from home and all my auditions are done from home all my interaction with my agents is done from home uh Tom Kane the voice of Yoda and the narrator on the Clone Wars uh Tom good friend of mine moved back home to his hometown of Kansas City many years ago well over a decade ago and has done extremely well from his hometown so now, granted, yes, we're all in the States, but my point is just you can be via satellite. You can be somewhere else with all of this technology. So I would say just pursue it with the same as though you're here and you don't need to. I'm not saying you you need to lie. You, you never lie, obviously, but you don't need to emphasize that you're in Australia. You just need to emphasize you're a voice that is here for you anytime day or night via you know source connect or ipdtl or isdn or mp3 or whatever it is you know however it is that you're doing your things via home studio i mean that's pretty common nowadays most producers casting people uh productions understand that that's the way a lot of voiceover is done so i hope that gives you some insight ultimately um you know set a goal for yourself set a set of five-year goal of, okay, I want to get X amount of work done within this time. And if it just isn't working, then I'll, I'll consider other things, but, you know, moving from Australia to the USA, that's a huge thing. That's a big, that's a big leap. So make sure that, uh, you know, it's your passion and you can, you can do it long-term before making any long, big commitments or jumps like that. I hope that that is, uh, helpful to you, Brad. And good luck on your endeavors as a voice actor. All right, my friend, you'll be in my prayers. I pray for the best for you. I pray for success for you, Brad. I pray for all good things to come, but for other th- things that aren't good to be strengthening to you and your system and your body and your your mind and soul. And I pray for the best for you. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's very nice, James. Well, oh, thank you. Thank you. All right. So what else have we got there? Bob, babe, oh, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, this one is from Madia. It's pronounced Madia like Nadia, but with an M. And Madia's from Malaysia. Madia from Malaysia. Now, Madia, that's, that's a uh, lovely name. Yes. And Madia's question is, uh, hi, James. My question is for Reginald. W- uh, oh, oh, it's for Reginald. Well, we should, we should bring Reginald in then. Hey, Reggie! Reginald! Oh, sorry, Reginald!
3: Yes, James, I heard you call me Reggie. Sorry, sorry, it slipped. Um,
0: we ha- we're doing a, a ask chat, and there's an email from Madia
3: in Malaysia, and has a question for Reginald. Oh, I see. Well, that's lovely. Yes, that's wonderful. Yes. Hello, Madia. What what is your question? Oh, well, let me read. Uh, let me read it
2: for you then, Reginald.
3: Thank you, Bob. Yes. Oh, it says, Reginald, what is your favorite tea? And then is it a little smiley face? What is my favourite tea? Mm. There are many teas that I drink. I like a nice green tea every once in a while, a, a, a matcha tea, a matcha latte, but I, I think I would have to say, and then and then sometimes I will make a what they call throat coat tea, which is lovely and it's got... Uh, various things for your throat like uh, slippery elm bark and all of those things which are wonderful for the throat coating the throat and giving all this in they have a wonderful smell and it gets up into your sinus as you breathe it in And Wow, you really you're very intense about your tea, Reginald Right, right, right Yes, but 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 Say but again Stop it I would have to say my absolute favourite tea is a mint tea made From actual organic mint leaves. And then the leaves are put in the hot water. And they naturally create a mint tea. Ooh, that sounds lovely. And then do you sweeten that or anything, Reginald? No, I don't. I drink it just... The hot water, the mint leaves. You let the leaves sit in there, steep in the water... And it makes a lovely mint tea. It's very good cleansing, opens the sinus. It, it's very good. And it's very just simple and nice. And it smells wonderful. I, I, You know what? I actually do that as well. I do. I used
0: to get that tea at a place called La Pan. La Pan Den, Which is a restaurant. It's a chain. Pretty much all over the world. La Pan Quotadene. But you know what? I got to tell you something, everybody. I got a little beef with La Pan Quotadene. Because they changed their menu. And, uh... They used to have all sorts of gluten-free options because I'm gluten-free and vegan options and stuff. And now they've just, they've cut everything down to just the basics and they've got just a bunch of stuff that I can't eat. I would eat there two to four times a week, Bob. Yes, I know. I was there with you many times. Right. Absolutely right. We would go. But now I don't go at all because they don't have anything for me. And I've tweeted them and I've written letters to them and I have their little app and everything. That's the thing that gets me is when companies do not respond to you at all. So for the last like six, eight months, I've sent them letters, very nice letters saying, you know, I love your stuff. We've we've been big supporters of your restaurant for many years. Wherever I am on the planet, if I'm in London, if I'm in uh, the States or wherever I'm at, I go to La Pan, that's my go-to place. But now I can't because none of the things on your menu are anything I can eat. Would you please consider bringing some of these things back? Nobody's responded. About the only thing I can get there now is that mint,
3: loose-leaf mint tea. Yes, well, I'm very sorry, James, but that doesn't really pertain to Madia's question. No, you're right. You're right. Sorry,
0: Madia. Um, And uh, uh, so, anyways, that's Reginald's favorite tea. Reginald, thank
3: you for coming in. Right. Thank you, Maudia. Pleasure. And now I'm going to go have some mint tea. All right. You go pick some mint leaves. Oh, yeah. Oh,
0: bye-bye. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Oh, yes, bye. Oh, uh, and then also, also, uh, I-, I was going to ask about your diet as a voice actor, but someone already asked that question, so I got my answer. In my mind, your voice box must be ripped, buff, shredded, besides having a fearsome eight-pack. LOL. Have a nice day. Oh, that's so. So, Madia is saying that my my vocal cords are—they've got an eight pack. They're they're ripped. They're buff. I've got big, buff vocal cords. Yes. Well, thank you. I hope so. You know, I work them out every day. I do. I work them out every day, Madhya Thank you for that. That's a wonderful, uh, wonderful question. And it's nice that you incorporated a question for Reginald. I think that was really lovely. I think he'll like. I know. Well, I know he liked that. So, but speaking of all this, I'm going to drink some water. Everybody, drink some water. Ah, that's Okay, okay, Bob. Well, that was those were good. Do we have uh, any others then? Oh yeah, we've got a quickie from Grant in the United States. Grant in the United States. Okay, what's uh, let's uh, yeah, we got a little time here. What what's Grant say? Oh, well, Grant says hi there, James. Big fan of your work from your various voiceover and shows, video games, and podcasts, which I've been listening to since day one. Well, that's great. I think most people that have committed have been listening from day one. I love that. Thank you. My question is, have you ever considered playing some of the games you've done voiceover for on a live stream service such as Twitch or YouTube? Thanks for all the encouragement and positive messages on the podcast and have a great day. P.S. Could you maybe read a very serious piece of Obi-Wan Kenobi dialogue on the podcast as Gilbert Gottfried? That would be hilarious. (laughs) You know, that's kind of, you know what, Grant, that's somewhat in line with the way I'm going to end the show today. We're going to talk about that in a second. So, uh, We'll hold that thought, but as far as doing my stuff on Twitch or live stream stuff, Twitter, uh, Twitch or YouTube, playing video games, I have considered that. Uh, my, my good buddies, um, Nolan North and Troy Baker, have their own channel where they do that stuff. And, and Sam Witwer does a lot of that, I know my, a lot of my friends do those things, and so I, I've considered it before, you know, I would have to get the game systems, I don't have all the game systems, and I don't have it all set up for that, but uh, I, I think it would be entertaining to people. I've tried to put more of my time and effort into the podcast lately, but, you know, at some point it might be fun for me to play through Final Fantasy or Ratchet and Clank or something. Um on those, and so we'll see. We'll see. you never know what the future brings, but I've I've considered that for actually several years now. About three years, I've been considering doing that, and have just not gotten up on the technology enough to to do it. But uh, I'll look into it, Grant. Okay, well, they're very good. Yes, there you go. So those are the yeah, questions for you for today. All right. Well, we got through three of them, and I talk. Oh, yeah, I did talk a lot. I can see the time is uh, going. We are coming towards the end of the show. But um, you know, so I'm going to take Grant's thing. So here we go, everybody. Uh, well, but thank you, Bob. Thanks so much. Oh, you're welcome. And doo biddy doo and doo biddy dee. Bye bye. <laughs> bye bye. Bye 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 Bob. Bye Bob. Bye Bob. Oh, I've never said that. Bye Bob. Yeah. Bye Bob. Anyways, uh, thank you all. We are coming towards the close of another episode of the James Arnold Taylor Podcast, and I thought, you know, I always just kind of end the show. It just kind of ends, and I thought, you know, I need to. I need to come up with something for the end of the show because at the beginning of the show, I've always got like little sketches for you that I come up with with me talking to, you know, the characters and stuff. So I thought I should end each show with something unique. So what I want to do from now on is end doing a little piece of some of my characters, reading something, preferably like song lyrics. I was actually going to have Obi-Wan Kenobi read uh, some lyrics from a police song. The police song, do 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 do, da 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 da. But uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna hold that and go to Grant's uh, suggestion. He wanted uh, Gilbert Gottfried reading uh, some dialogue of Obi Wan Kenobi's. So why don't I end the show first off? Let's bring in Mr. Announcer Guy to do all the legal stuff, so we get all that out of the way, and then I'll end the show with that. So this is my also this is my way of making sure you all stay to the very end of the show. Okay. So if you've already tuned out, though, you've missed this. But from now on, we're going to end the show with me doing a funny little comedy bit in one of my voices or several of my voices reading something.
2: All right, so Mr. Announcer Guy. Yes, James. Let me do the legal so you can get on with it. Thank you. Talking to myself, the James Arnold Taylor Podcast is a production of Yumigo, Inc., recorded at Chat Studios, engineered, written, recorded, and produced by, you guessed it, James Arnold Taylor. All voices are parody and should be construed as entertainment only. All music and sound effects used with permissions and licenses through backtracks, digital juice, production tracks, and partners in rhyme. James Arnold Taylor's Talking Myself, the podcast, copyright 2019, all rights reserved.
0: All right, Mr. Announcer Guy, you going to hang out and watch me do this? I wouldn't miss it for the world. All right. So for you now, everybody, Gilbert Gottfried doing the big ending of Revenge of the Sith with Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan's speech to Anakin after he's gotten the high ground. Here we go to close the show. Uh, I, I hope everybody, uh, please, uh, please subscribe. Please join me uh, again. Please come back. And uh, there you go. Here we go. Let's end the show.
4: Anakin, look at you, Anakin. You were the chosen one. It was said that you would destroy the Sith, not join them. They're not like a Costco, a club you really want to join, or one of those things where you buy it and then realize there's a monthly fee, and then you get your bank statement later and see and go, what's this Sith thing? I don't remember joining the Sith. Did I subscribe to this? I don't remember. Then you ask your wife and she says, I don't know. Check the emails, and then you can't remember the password, and they continue to subtract the 7 dollars from your monthly until you cancel. But you think, maybe there'll be something good, and I'll want it. It's only seven bucks a month. What's it gonna hurt? It's just a membership to the Sith. But no, you were supposed to bring balance to the Force, not leave it in the darkness. It's like when you walk in a room, You hit the switch and the bulb goes right out. There's a flash and you go, "Whoa!" now I'm in the dark. And I can't remember if there's a coffee table in front of me that I might go and bang my big toe on. And then I'll say, oh, Anakin. It's very dark. Everyone wears black. They're all emo. They listen to Morrissey and The Cure. They get no balance. They need like one of those little leveler things with the little tube that has the fluorescent green water in it with the little bubble. And if it's in the center, then they know there's balance in the force. I like to envision Yoda there with the little thing going, balanced it is, yes? You want it balanced, cause you don't want to be in the dark with the emo people listening to the Morrissey. It's not good. You are my brother, Anakin. Not in like a Luke and Owen Wilson brotherly thing. Or an Alec Baldwin and Stephen Baldwin. Or Alec Baldwin and William Baldwin. Or Alec Baldwin and one of the other Baldwin brothers. But like in a Alec Baldwin and Adam Baldwin, who isn't really a Baldwin. Though he kind of looks like he could be. But he's not. No. Are you a Baldwin? No. He says no. I'm more of a Cincinnati Baldwin. You're like the younger brother who's actually taller than the older brother and he picks on him. And then I go, Mom, Anakin's picking on me again with the dark side. And she says, stop with the dark side, Anakin. Then we get in fights and we use the force on each other and we fight through a lava planet for like 45 minutes. It goes on a long time. And you'd think after all that time in the lava, just once, one of us would have went, Ouch, that lava's hot. I got a little piece of lava, flew up in a little splatter, and it got me right there on the hand in the sensitive spot. Hurts to hold the lightsaber now. I wish I could put cold water on this lava stinging from the lightsaber battle, but I can't because there's no water here on the moose That's like when a moose goes just a little too far. You're trying to take a picture of him with your iPhone, and you go, go back just a little. And he goes too far, and you say, "moose too far. So we fought, and we fought. So you fought a long time. Yes, and then we fought some more. And I said, it's over, Anakin. I have the high ground. And then you go on and on about underestimating my powers. But you know, I think you maybe underestimated the leap from the lava to the high ground. Well, now you're there with no legs and only one arm, and that arm was already cut off by Count Dooku. Which is really embarrassing to get your arm cut off by a guy with a name like that. That's a funny-sounding name. That's like something a farmer might do in a cow pasture. Hey, farmer guy, what are you doing? Shh, shh quiet, quiet, you make me lose my count. I'm counting Dooku. Anyway, I'm just going to leave you here now because it seems as though I've done enough damage to you. And I'm not actually going to finish the job, but you know, I don't think you'll make it. I don't see something crazy like the Emperor happening to come by with little flying robots and picking you up putting you back together and making you more machine than man so we can fight again when we're older, but only like 18 years older, so not that much older. I shouldn't go from looking like Moulin Rouge to the bridge on the River Kwai in 18 years, but maybe it's the suns on Tatooine. I don't know, but then we can fight again and you can strike me down, although I may become even stronger than you can possibly imagine. But then again, we'll never really be sure, because nothing ever came from that line. Okay, I gotta go take your son to a planet far away to hide, but not change his last name. So everybody will know he's a Skywalker, too. That doesn't make any sense. What's wrong with me? Goodbye, Anakin. See you in the sequels.
0: It makes me laugh. I hope it makes you guys laugh. Okay. It's the James Arnold Taylor podcast. Bye-bye. Goodbye,
4: Anakin. Sorry about the arms and the legs.